0: All right, you want to start this shit? Let's start this yes, shit. Misery, bitch. M- misery. I'm going to be singing Misery by Pink featuring Steven Tyler so many times during this episode.
1: I'm going to sing Misery in the Style of Gravity by John Mayer. Misery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's actually how the Pink song goes. It goes, Misery. Misery. Look what you've done heart. to me. I don't know the lyrics to Gravity. Is that off Continuum?
1: Oh, yes.
0: Oh, yeah. Continue, um, continue, um, and <laughs> um. out came
1: talk, 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 i Hi. Welcome. Hi. Hey. Hello. i We're back. It's Straight People Movies. You know, it's the uh, podcast where uh, each week we two kids, we get together. We watch a movie Straight People Love, and we ask why.
0: Why? And not only are we asking uh, why, we're asking, ooh. Yeah, because it's our spooky,
1: spooky season. We decided this after we recorded our last episode, so we didn't market it at all in any way or warn (laughs) you. But it is October, so you should have known. We don't have a name. Who needs a name? But we are going to be doing what, Dylan, for the next month? we are
0: going after well first of all we don't know how to read uh famously we're no no don't know how to read so we have to have movies who they're reading to us and who is the number one most adapted author of all time that's right god yes Uh, so we're doing all biblical stories no (laughs) (laughs) we are doing all stephen king films this month
1: yes we got a should we reveal what they
0: are to people or should they be a surprise I mean, it's No, no,
1: it's not going to be a surprise. Fuck it. It'll be a surprise. We don't know what we're doing week to week. Let people in on that process. <laughs> just like, yeah, we're, just like you know, the writer in Misery let Annie in on the process, you know?
0: <laughs> I was going to say, just like PJ Harvey did in that one museum piece she did.
1: Yeah. 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 We're
0: basically the PJ Harvey Where she made podcasting. her worst
1: album. Amazing. Exactly. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we're doing a Stephen King series. Um, and and why in the cockadoodie? Why? Uh, well, because we feel like <laughs> it, you know, um, yeah. and we just thought like we need a theme this time. Uh, because there's not a lot of straight people horror movies in the world. I would, cons- as a horror fan myself, I would say that most of them are gay, just because I like them.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but I, and like I was worried with this one because I was like, mm, this one has all the trappings of being a gay movie, but it's not. But as I was watching, I was
1: like, no, that's not gay. Because you don't watch this movie and want to be like Annie Wilkes. Exactly, yeah. See, so that's the problem with her. Like, it's like she she's camp for sure, but it's like, like you don't watch her. It's not like Pearl where you're like, I'm just like her. You know, it's more yeah, like, it's, oh, like she's it's, it's kind it's of It's not annoying. Hush, Hush, Sweet
0: Charlotte where you're yeah. like. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's not like one of those kinds of female villains. It's like, oh, she's actually like gross inside and out. We hate her. <laughs> Yeah. Um and, and she yeah and we'll get into obviously the performance the legendary Kathy Bates and all that but uh, yeah we're gonna be doing Stephen King because uh, I would say probably all of his movies are straight all of his stories Definitely, are straight. like they're pretty straight yeah unless uh, unless
0: the title of a movie has like a woman's name in it so Carrie or Christine yeah Carrie
1: Gay for sure Carrie. so we will Evil not be cars, doing
0: that one Christine I don't know Kay. cars <laughs> I mean cars. But an evil car. I think all cars are evil to gay people.
1: I've never seen drive. Christine, so I don't know.
0: I saw it whenever I was younger. My uh, stepdad made me watch it, and it sucks. It wasn't good. It's not dead. good.
1: You didn't like it? is It's Cujo Is Cujo gay? Because it's a big old dog. Big old I think Dogs are straight, though. Yeah, they are very straight. Cats are gay. Cats are gay. Yeah, I feel like Stephen King, you know, he, the gayest thing he's probably ever written is, uh, you know, the gay bashing scene in It and, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the guys sucking each other off in The Shining. You know, we're always on to yeah. the side in his movies, you know, we're never at the forefront. And all the women are just, you know, trying not to get killed by their husbands. What's straighter than that? Exactly. I mean, I would say even like, I think one of the
0: gayer and not gay as in like gay subject matter, but just gay because it feels gay is Gerald's game. Yeah, but that's because that Mike Flanagan ex- directed
1: it, and he just can't help himself. He
0: can't, even though
1: that movie is explicitly about heterosexual sex, it's pretty gay. Because that's something that would happen to a gay man. Oh yeah, except it would be with a stranger and not their husband of twenty years.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'd be yeah, you'd be in like one of those grinder apartments, you know, on like Riverside, where it's like seventeen buildings and they're not in order. Yeah. And you know, like the guy jerking up with on Grindr is like, Ooh, I'm going to tie you up to the bed. And then he takes a hit of poppers and he does it. They go straight to his brain stem. Yeah, he forgot that he took taken some
1: K earlier and he just kills mm-hmm. himself by accident. Yeah, that's exactly right. what would happen. And then you'd be like stuck in the bed. Except instead of thinking about your like past traumas, you probably just, I don't know. What what would a gay man do if he was handcuffed to a bed for a few days? I mean, yeah, you'd still be riding that dead dick. Probably. Probably, mm-hmm. let's be well, honest here.
0: Look, his body has rigor mortis, so let's just let's ride it. Mm,
1: okay, Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> it's spooky. Cut that out. People are mad. Um, <laughs> people are mad about that. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I guess like, before we delve into uh, our first Stephen King adaptation, Misery, mm. um, why don't we do a little, little in some little info, a little recap for those folks that haven't seen this classic movie.
0: Yeah, so today we are kicking off our Stephen King series with 1990s Misery, directed by Rob Reiner and starring James Kahn and Kathy Bates and Richard Farnsworth from The Straight Story.
1: <laughs> yes, and he's so yes. good. Yes,
0: and there is one other person that I'm not mentioning right now, but specifically for a reason that we'll get into later. Yes. Um, and also this movie came out a week before I was born.
1: Oh my God, when did it come out?
0: November 30th. Oh my God, I was
1: I was a month and a half old.
0: Oh. Yeah, it came out that Friday. I was born on Wednesday, so
1: yeah. You're like it's like she screamed into the world and then there comes Dylan.
0: <laughs> yep. <Yeah>, when <laughs> when Kathy Bates died, I was actually born. Oh my god. Oh my You're god. the
1: reincarnation of Annie Wilkes.
0: I sure am. That's why my hair looks like this. Just kidding, it's normal. <laughs> my hair Except normal instead right of now.
1: kidnapping um a writer, you'd kidnap Tori Emos.
0: I sure fucking would. Actually that's <laughs> the plot of the movie. The plot of the movie is a documentary the theoretical events of me or kirk ever met bjork uh yeah um, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> we would be like i'd be like
1: make an album like vespertina get <laughs> you fucking bastard stop making just kidding i love you all. bjork even though your new album is bad um it's boring it's um, so boring don't tell us it's gonna be a dance album when it's only two songs
0: <laughs> i was like girl i get it you I should have known. Parent. I
1: should have fucking known she would do this to me because mm. she's done it every single album cycle since <laughs> fucking Medulla. Like with Volta, she's like, I'm working with Timbaland. It's going to be a pop album.
0: And like three songs are danceable on that album. Yeah.
1: And the rest of it is just like, mm, I love <laughs> your eyes.
0: Like, there is more Anthony and the Johnsons on that album than there is Timbaland. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There is. And then every <laughs> album since then, she promises something, and then it's, like, not that. Um, it was just – it's just choral music. Yeah.
0: <sighs> Bjork. But you can currently watch it on HBO Max. And it's yeah. cool because did you watch the little documentary beforehand?
1: No, I skipped it.
0: Oh, I watched it. It was cute. Is it about yeah. the movie? Yeah, it's just Rob Reiner talking about, you know, him making the movie and stuff.
1: It was cute. He was, was like, like – I had just, you know – I just, like, love his – I mean, we already talked about on the Princess Bride episode, but we could, like, I guess get back into it. Yeah, but that was episode just, like,
0: three. We can get back into it. Yeah, but James.
1: it's just, like, funny to me that it's, like, the run is so wild. Like, it's the I'm... most wild run of movies, I think, of any director ever. This is his follow-up to When Harry Met Sally. Yeah, he did <laughs> – so it was the Princess Bride – no, it was, this is Spinal Tap, right? Spinal
0: Tap is first, yeah.
1: And then he did The Princess Bride.
0: He did The Sure Thing, then Stand By Me, then The Princess Bride. Okay, so he, so another Stephen King. And these are all subsequent years. Or It's like 84, 85, 86, 87. He yeah. He took a year off in 88 and then did When Harry Met Sally in 89, Misery in 90, and then A Few Good Men in 92, and then, has it, and then it literally never made a good movie since.
1: Yeah, and then it starts getting weird. Uh, what yeah. movie did I watch that he was in recently? Where I was like, hey, it's Rob Rainer. Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. I don't. I don't know if I like knew that he was in that actually, or no, no. We talked about that, didn't we? Yes. I don't even know. Did you watch Shock and
0: Awe? Don't know what that is, or maybe it was. Wexler? Maybe it was Wolf
1: of Wall Street. Maybe it just was Wolf of Wall Street. But anyway, because yeah. he plays his dad, right? Yes. Oh, and it's that amazing scene where like, Jonah Hills like <clears throat> talking about what they're buying with all the money in front mm-hmm. of his dad. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, yeah. good stuff We love Rob Reiner
0: here Love Rob Reiner He's um, very funny on 30 Rock um, Oh, love that he's, Yeah, he's good on one episode But
1: yeah, I love it I love that he made, like, probably considered to be Maybe the best romantic comedy of all time I think most people that are into that genre yeah. say that Yeah That'd be correct, right? So I yeah. feel like This is like But I would also say that this is probably, like One of the great psychological thrillers I mean, like Is that crazy? It's great It's, it's so good. This movie's so really good I really feel like how you could watch this movie and not like it Yeah it's fantastic. It's like there's not a lot of like mid-afternoon thrillers you can watch, mm-hmm. but uh, this is a good example of like a this is a good example of a thriller you could watch with your mom. Yeah, well, it's like shit. Like it's not like I
0: think it's like this. I think like uh, my cousin Vinny and stuff like that, where it's like stuff from the early '90s where it wasn't like subversive yet. It was just still was the genre. Yeah, like we weren't like commenting on the genre. And like that's what makes misery so fucking good. It's like it's just a thriller. It's like it's not like Ma or whatever. Where like I feel like this is its closest like modern day comparison, where Ma is like I don't want to say it's like ironic, but it's like it's definitely like winking. Yeah, like this isn't wink. There's no yeah. Wink in this movie. Yeah, the, o- the only
1: wink it has is that it's like so clearly like uh, a statement from Stephen King about fandom. You know what I mean? It, it, it's like it's truly like
0: James Con's character might as well be named like stefan queen or something. yeah it's like, it's, <laughs> steve it, mcqueen steve mcqueen
1: <laughs> the director of 12 years of slave <laughs> yes we need um, third
0: steve mcqueen
1: but yeah it's um yeah it's such a good movie i mean it's so solid in every way it's like entertaining mm-hmm. throughout i will say that i think they could shave like 15 minutes off this movie oh yeah by the yeah. end i was like why isn't this movie ended yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it de- I mean, it, I feel How like How much it be, he gonna it feels, pick a lock, girl? It could be 80 minutes long It really could be 75 <laughs> It could be a brisk 75 minutes Well, well I think it's based it be, on a short story, right? Yeah,
0: like, there's not much to it that you could I, I mean, like, everything that does, like, get Kind of set up Gets paid off in the movie It doesn't really, like, have oh, that yeah.
1: much, like Fat that could be trimmed That's true It's just the pace, But the pacing is good, I will say mm. The pacing's good Maybe just, like, I will say that it's, like, perpetually winter there, and there's, like, a montage sequence where it looks like a lot of time has passed of him, like, writing that book, and I'm just kind of, like, but, girl, it's only been, like, max three months. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, I don't know. Maybe just, like, not – it doesn't, like, need to be, like, all that, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. She should have just given him some meth and he could have just written the book in like a week. <laughs> you know?
0: Just, just just feeding him uppers and downers every day and just, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah she's That's a nurse. So. Yeah. You know what That's I like? You know what detail I like about this movie that I never thought of before? What? I like that there's this detail that she was like a baby killer, but they never explain why.
0: Yes, same. That was what I was going to bring up. Because I, I know this movie came out today. Like, bring, Speaking of Ma, like the thing in Ma is that she was bullied now this is her revenge. This movie is so smart for like making it making us not empathize with her like at all.
1: No, that's what I like about this movie too. It's I so think good. that like, there's something missing from modern horror where it's like, they want us to like feel bad for everybody, the monster and mm-hmm. the protagonist, everybody, everybody has trauma, but it's <laughs> yep. just like, I'm over it, bitch. Like I want sometimes Bitches like, are crazy. Sometimes <laughs> bitches are just m- m- evil. Yeah. And that's one of the things I like about this movie is that she's truly like a villain that you hate. Mm-hmm. Like, she sucks. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. She sucks. And, like, you, you know, maybe it's not winking, but it is a little funny that it's like, you don't really get to see a lot of these kind of like Midwestern types in movies. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty funny that she's such a fucked up villain. I know. <laughs> so I feel like I could see like middle America seeing this movie and being like, oh, oh dear. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. then they like, it, it was, it, they fixed it in the mid nineties of Fargo. Mm. Yeah, so that was that was why. Yeah, so the two most like iconic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, so much of modern horror is about like empathy of the villains. Like even like, um, I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen Smile yet? I did, and I loved Smile. Okay, is it okay? I was so worried because I thought it was. I kept reading stuff about like it's actually a movie about trauma.
1: No, here's the thing though, and I don't want to spoil it. (laughs) Okay. Let's just say it's a movie that wants you to think it's about trauma. Okay, good. Okay. I'll just leave it
0: there. All I need to hear.
1: It's all you need to hear. Yeah, actually, um. so I'm going to be that girl this year where it's like everyone loved Barbarian. I thought it was just a solid six out of ten. I That's loved insane. Smile. I feel like not everyone's going to love it because mm-hmm. it's definitely hearkening back to a style of horror that's not for everybody, but I love and grew Witches. up like jump scare centered, uh, like supernatural movies.
0: Okay, yeah. So like, <laughs> um, so like the M word was like very dimension films. Mm. Like, where would this fall on the continuum of that?
1: Uh, it's. I feel like Smile had a lot in common with like The Ring, sort of. Okay. Where structurally it becomes more of like a detective movie, which I always love. Like, I think for me, Mm -hmm. like a movie about someone that's like cursed for whatever reason or knows somebody that's cursed for whatever reason or possessed or whatever you want to use. But they're trying to figure out where it came from and why. Like, I love that. Now, I loved It Follows because It Follows didn't concern itself with any of that, Mm -hmm. which I loved. But it's also like, I do love me just like a pulpy, like... Like, oh my God, like, why do I have stigmata, Patricia Arquette? You know, it's just (laughs) like, I love shit like that. And like, Mm -hmm. and then they're trying to figure out why. Um, Major. But Smile's super fun. It's a lot of jump scares. Like, I would even go as far as to say it's like a tour de force of effective jump scares. <laughs> okay, hell yeah. Like, it's literally, like, jump scare after jump scare. Like, all perfectly timed. All scary. I literally went, ah! Like, literally, <laughs> like, m- vocals came out of my mouth during one of them. I was so scared. You know, I've I become so desensitized to jump scares. And the last, like, effective
0: one to me is Truly Paranormal Activity 2. I have not seen. I've only seen one in three, I think. Two isn't good. I watched it rewatched it recently. It's not that good. Three is so fucking good. Um, but two, there's a scene where they're in the kitchen. And just, it's so simple because it's like in the day too, And all it is is all the doors and all the cabinets open at the same time. <laughs> so good. I love, and see, that's for me. Like Those are, that's all you need. Perfect. And it scared the shit out of me. That's. All, I mean, it's so effective because that's the last one I remember. Like, I, like that's how much it, it, it stuck with me. And that's how it is. It's
1: I will jump say. A good
0: deployed well, so good.
1: I love jump scares. And I think that we're starting to, as a society, accept that they're great if they're done well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, like, yeah, the 2000s kind of, like, really brought that to, like, the forefront of movies. Like, I feel like gore kind of started going into the background and was only in, like, torture porn movies. Mm-hmm. But for, like, Supernatural, they really went for, like, the jump scare model. But to me, it's like, I grew up watching that, so I'm going to have an affinity for that sort of, style and yeah. I do think we're starting to get back into that being fun and I feel like critics are kind of like jump scares are good like like some of the yeah. reviews for Smile are like yeah there's a lot of jump scares but like they're good so like yeah they're fun yeah like I, there's not a lot of jump scares like in Misery I wouldn't say that this is like a horror I would say this is more of a thriller it is more of a thriller but I did want to discuss that with you because yeah. I feel like letterboxed. So, as a horror girl, I will Mm -hmm. say that, like, being a horror girl on Letterboxd can be very difficult because they're constantly changing the genre tags for a lot of movies (laughs) that are right there in the middle. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how is Nope a horror movie but Misery is not?
0: I would – Nope is probably, like, the – horror is probably, like, the fifth genre that Nope is. And
1: it it is, but why is horror just not the third genre marker for Misery? You know what I mean? It's just like – I just don't it know. It'll be if, like, I think
0: calling Nova horror movie is like calling like Kid A a Kraut Rock album.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, like
0: it has krautrock Rock elements, but like it'd be psychotic if you called it a Kraut Rock album.
1: I agree. I, I, I feel like that happens a lot. And for example, like I make, I have a horror list. You can go check it out if anyone wants to see it on my Letterboxd profile. It's 200 movies long, but I just had to take American Psycho off of it because it lost its horror genre tag. What the fuck? And I had to tell myself because it's so difficult, like, I just have to use Letterboxd as my guide because if I, like, start opening it up to whatever, it starts getting (laughs) real confusing, bitch. It's like, is Requiem for a Dream a horror movie? Is Mulholland Drive a horror movie? Is Donnie Darko a horror movie? Like, it's like, it kind of gets a little... No, yes, no. See, but Mulholland Drive doesn't have
0: the horror tag. That's so weird because Mulholland Drive is scarier than... 99% 99%
1: of movies. But I think Requiem for a Dream is scarier than 99% of movies. I and mean, it's not yes. a horror film. So it's just tough because it's like, what's a horror film? Like, Inland Empire is tagged as horror. But to me, it's just, like, it has a very similar vibe to Mulholland Drive. So it's mm-hmm. like, why does that one get to be horror and Mulholland Drive doesn't? That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. So it's, it's really tough. And um, things change all the time. Um, Silence of the Lambs is the biggest one that goes back and forth. But it's been, like, decided, like, the fans decided, which I just don't agree with, that Silence of the Lambs is not a horror movie. That movie is ostensibly a horror movie. I agree. But because it's, like, a crime procedural drama or whatever, like, just, like, I kind of like Misery is more of, like, your standard, like, kidnapping thriller. But I don't know. There's something, like, I feel like the last, like, 15 minutes, like, pushes Misery for me into horror territory. Okay. Because it's a pretty campy crazy ending yeah it does have a and has a very good ending so i don't know so it's it's really tough to say you know like most of tim burton's movies aren't considered horror movies but i would consider beetlejuice to be like fantasy horror like mm-hmm. i don't know like i like how can something as gothic as beetlejuice not be on the horror list but like nope is like it's like it's just tough because yeah. you're just like i don't know what like to me spooky is spooky no matter mm-hmm. what genre i guess it is in maybe that's and what it is we need a new genre tag not horror just spooky <laughs> Will this movie make you go Hmm At certain
0: points I'm spooked be a
1: little tense If you Are you tense Yeah Or you know I watched this Norwegian film Called The Innocence The other day That was very good And I highly recommend But like That one also Like it's considered A horror film I'm like But it was like Barely a horror movie I mean it was disturbing mm. And it was fucked up but, but it was kind of More like a sci-fi movie Than it was a horror movie So oh, it's just yeah. like I don't know So I don't know How people decide I should be the one That decides Honestly get a job At Letterboxd
0: yeah. being the genre decider. It's like the people who watch um, Netflix shit all day and they like put the tags for it. They, like, oh,
1: I would be dream. so
0: good at that.
1: Although I, with all the shit that's on Netflix now, I'd probably kill myself in like two years. Yeah, weeks. no. Well, I would probably get fired because I would like to do an LGBTQIA plus like thing on like movies I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like heat, LGBTQIA plus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, why is there we blood on here? <laughs> um, so well, the main source of the horror is Miss yes. Cassie Bates. Yes, 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 yes. Amazing. Kathy, Catherine Bates. Yes. Who was like not really anything before this. She was like a character actress and a theater actress. Amazing. Like five years, but like, let me go. Like, it's crazy. Like, if you go to her filmography. Yeah. Her So she was like in Dick Tracy the same year as this, she was in Arthur II. She was uh she played in 83 and 86. She played two characters as Furniture Man's wife and Woman on Mateo Street. And then she won an Oscar 4 years later. Like she So cool. She had been nominated for a Tony in the early 80s, I think, and then she was on a Love Boat for a few episodes. Um and just like TV stuff. And like I'm trying to think of like I don't know if I should do my I guess I'll do it now My insane remake uh Fan casting If they ever did this mm. I was trying to think Of an equivalent person To who could play Annie If they ever remade it today And I was like And out Lena Dunham <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> I was like It's Lena Dunham
1: <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> Oh my god Don't let her hear this <laughs> She's listening. I know she Shh, listens. Dylan, <laughs> shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> shut the fuck up. Could you imagine?
1: Oh my God, stop. I can and, and I'm that afraid weird. that you literally manifested this as a happening. <laughs> if Lena Dunham's any... take on Annie Wilkes would be so abhorrent, but so <laughs> iconic at the same time. It would break the world.
0: Instantly. Another
1: pandemic would start.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, COVID-20 would <will> be released. <sighs> Yo,
1: no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. What would the victim be? Who would the victim be? Would it be a writer? You need to, to, to update thing. it. Podcaster.
0: Yeah, it would be a podcaster. And, like, um, yeah, it would be like her favorite. would be a parasocial relationship with her favorite podcaster. And that would be played by someone in like their mid 40s right now, um, but looks a little more grizzled because he's 45, but James Conn did not look 45 in
1: that movie. Yeah, like, lol. Jesus um, Christ.
0: Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> who would that
1: Ooh, i feel like all 45 year olds these days don't look grizzled they're all very no. attractive um, yeah, it'd be like lee pace i literally thought of lee pace too for some reason <laughs> that's so funny i I, c- yeah. I could see lee pace he wouldn't be able to fit on that hospital bed though because he's so Mm-mm, big mm. he's so tall i know he's so tall his feet would be hanging off the bed because he's so tall and so does was... so the hobble scene wouldn't work No, his legs are too strong. Oh, she'd have to do it a couple times. Lena Dunham would like swing once and be like, "Huh, I'm so tired. I need a snack." She'd be like, "My blood sugar's low." (laughs) Sorry to be so hateful. I just, you know, that's how she'd write it, though. Oh, uh, Mike! If they let Lena write the
0: oh, you know, she (laughs) wouldn't be in it unless she could write it. Oh my god! Oh, it'd be so good. Oh, it would be so fucking good. Um, Why does everyone
1: hate her so much? I
0: don't know. There was that tweet she did recently. I mean, it was, was it was fucking hilarious. I it mean, it's so like, funny, so
1: misguided, but well, <laughs> I thought it was camp.
0: Yeah, it's obviously camp. the thing is. I think everyone thinks that Lena Dunham is this like incredibly like serious artiste. It's like no, she's like kind she's like funny. Like girls. Like if you all see Tiny funny. Furniture,
1: because that movie rules. That movie rules and it's hilarious. Like yeah. she's like she's funny. Yeah, I I do. You know, I hate to say it because she would love that I'm saying this, but I think it's true. I do think people are, like, really hard on her because they're misogynists. Yeah, Let's just no. be honest here. Because <laughs> I feel like there's so many male actors that behave the way she does, and it's like, they're quirky. But it's like, with her, it's like, she's annoying. And yeah. she is annoying, but, like, that's okay. It's Let her fine. be annoying. She's funny. She's a good writer. Yeah, I also loved fun. that camping show she did. I like I think that, it. And I want to watch her new movie. I don't know. I like what she does. I thought Girls yeah. got bad, but other than that, I pretty much enjoyed everything she's done.
0: It's unfair. Lena, Lena deserves better. Lena, Lena innocent. Yeah. Just Um, let her suck.
1: Let women suck. That is feminism. (laughs) (laughs) If she's meant to suck, let her suck.
0: It's, let her Let's let it be Annie. Like be Olivia
1: so Annie. Wilde sleeping with Harry Styles on the set of Don't Worry Darling major. is feminism.
0: That was feminism at its best, Mama. That shit was major, and I love that. That's like allegedly why Florence was mad. And I'm like, ugh, great, fantastic,
1: love it. Women hating other women, and we love it. Let them we do that it. too. Yes. Don't listen but, to Taylor Swift. Let women shit on other women. It's fun.
0: It's so much fun.
1: Ugh. She, Everyone should shit on each other more. It's so much fun. Y'all forgot.
0: I want people to be like
1: bitches again. Like, why hasn't... I know, I miss bitches. It's like we're still hanging on to the bitches that have already existed for so long. I know. The old vanguard of bitches.
0: (coughs) It's just... I think that's why I respect Florence Pugh so much. Because she was very much like, no, I'm going to be a bitch. I know, I love it. I love it. Fantastic. Uh,
1: anyway, but we digress. That's last we digress. week's episode. The new week's episode's back. Um,
0: <laughs> so she so, won the best actress Oscar, which is so
1: cool. I don't so think that there's like cool. uh, a best actress winner that I can think of that I think is cooler than that one. No, it's it's one of the coolest best actress winners. Like absolutely, and it's
0: this is like one of the best best acting or best like acting class Oscars because so Jeremy Irons for Reversal of Fortune, which like fine, whatever. I've never seen it, but everyone else was real, it's like the coolest performances. Kathy Bates wins for Best Actress. Joe Pesci wins Best Supporting Actor for Big yeah, Bellows, which rules. And Whoopi Goldberg wins for Ghosts, which awesome. Well,
1: who are the other nominees for that one?
0: <laughs> I just think Whoopi's cool, but it was uh there's not I mean, no, actually the most iconic I'll save her for last, but Annette Benning for the Grifters Lorraine Bracco for Goodfellas, Mary McDonnell for Dances with Wolves, and my winner, Diane Ladd for Wild at Heart.
1: Oh, yeah. Diane. <laughs> I would say Diane Ladd for Wild at Heart, or the other one that stuck out to me, was um, Lorraine Bracco for Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I'd probably give it to Lorraine. Really? Okay. I think yeah. she's one of the best parts of Goodfellas, for sure. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that's,
1: that's, a, cool that's, cool that that's right. a cool lineup. That's yeah, a cool lineup. Well, who on. was Kathy Bates up against? Were she up against she's some like, a- heavy hitters? Um, there was
0: a couple of pretty heavy haters, but it seems pretty set up for her. Um, but Angelica Houston and the Grifters. Julie Roberts and Pretty Woman, which is probably the closest second place. Um, Meryl Streep for Postcards from the Edge. Which I've never seen, but I've read the book and she would be great in that role. And then Joanne Woodward for Mr. and Mrs. Bridge. A movie that... Oh, it's a Merchant Ivory movie.
1: I mean, that those are like... I don't know all the performances, but I know those actors. And that's a pretty... Yeah. like joanne woodward and meryl streep and you mm-hmm. beat them
0: and then julia robertson like one of those zeitgeisty movies like ever that's such a cool
1: win it's were so people cool. like excited for kathy oh yeah they had to I mean, she won a bunch of critics awards that's and cool because that, i feel it's... like these days that doesn't mean anything anymore no
0: god no and um actually it seems more likely that if you win like a critics award you won't get nominated for an oscar because it seems like all the critics prizes and stuff try to like Outsmart the Oscars and be like, oh, we're gonna like give like Tiffany Haddish our best supporting actress role or like Simon Rex or like something like. Yeah, they go was, for
1: yeah. one that's like two out there. It's kind of like when the New York Films Critics I think did like Regina Hall for Support the Girls. Mm-hmm. And it's like and so that a movie mean, great made, like, performance, but incredible
0: performance, but it was, was never twelve dollars. Yeah, it
1: never had a chance.
0: No. Um,
1: so it's like critics just don't put their money behind the right dark horse candidate anymore.
0: No. Um. But Kathy, what was I going to say? I already forgot. Whatever. It's fine. Uh no, I mean, good but, you know, her. That's so cool. Say. What a um, fun year to be a part of, like, the I mean?
1: Oscar, like, you know, like, season.
0: Yeah. And this is, like, I think what it kind of, I don't want to say started off a trend, but definitely, like, continued, if it hadn't already happened, of being, like, the only nomination for a movie that it gets to, like... This was the only nomination that Misery got, and it won. And like the Best Actress, what happens a lot of the time recently is that it's one of the the winner is the only nomination that that movie gets. So like Judy's the only nomination. Yeah, I got gotten the Hair. I had Tanny Fay. I think got like a makeup nomination. Right. Still Alice, the only one. Blue Jasmine, the only one. Iron Lady, only one. Blindside, only one. Reader, only one. be on Rose, only one. Like it's Wow.
1: Yeah, you're right. That is kind of a trend, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it doesn't happen with like the male lead. It doesn't happen with the male things and stuff like that. Um, it'll happen with supporting because like supporting is more. What's the word like that? Like, uh...
1: it happens more with supporting. I agree because
0: it, it rewards like really good, like kind of like one-off performances. But like for like such a big category, like a lead act, lead actor, lead actress role, it's weird that in lead actress, it's usually the only nomination a movie gets.
1: I mean, I think it's really cool, like, that not only did Kathy Bates win for a performance that typically doesn't get attention from the Oscars, which is essentially a horror-esque centric villain performance, Mm -hmm. but also, like, you know, Kathy Bates is not, like, a conventionally, like, attractive, Mm quote-unquote, like, female lead. I mean, like, let's just say what it is. I mean, so I think it's really cool that, like, at that time period, people were like... Hell yeah! Like let's fucking like Maybe. actually award the best performance of the year for once, and not just give it to like Julia Roberts, for example.
0: Yeah, it's someone who it's it's so many hoops I had to jump through. It's Kathy Bates being like someone who looks like a regular woman in a horror movie directed by Rob Reiner. Yeah,
1: on a crazy. King and then book. the next year, Silence of the Lambs won a bunch of awards. So it's yeah. just like, what was in the drinking water other than our moms being pregnant with us um, <laughs> that made people want to award horror films? I love that.
0: It is. I think it's kind of like the first kind of like reaction to, I mean, like the 80s is this really like famous, like stuffy year. Oh, it's so bad. When you look at the 80s, it's
1: it's like, there's so many great 80s movies, but it's like, I feel like the movies that are remembered from the 80s are not. Like, when you look at the Oscars, mm-hmm. it's like, girl, I'm never watching Chariots of Fire. Like, I'm just never no, going to watch yeah, that never...
0: movie, you know? And then I think that's a reaction against that where it's like, okay, we're going to nominate cooler shit. Like, because yeah, that's whenever – I guess like it, it still happened, like, more mainstream stuff. Like, Forrest Gump does win Best Picture. But it does happen more often, like, Fargo winning Best Actress, Pulp Fiction winning Screenplay,
1: Fargo but winning Screenplay. But it's still a little different, though, right? Because yeah. it's almost like – Populist films got more popular in the mm-hmm. 90s because it's like Forrest Gump, Misery. Actually, I think every film you just mentioned, like, were all big hits there in the hits. box office as well as critically liked. And then, but in the 80s, it's just strictly critically liked, stuffy, like British dramas for the most yeah. part. Um, and like the only cool British drama from the eighties that won Best Picture is Amadeus. Let's be real. Yeah, no, Amadeus is like not even a stuffy drama. I remember when I watched that in high school, I was so shocked by yeah. how fucking wacky that movie was. That movie rules. That movie whips Go watch Amadeus. Dude. Yeah, that movie the rules. Shit. My my hot take though is I think that the other actor should have won Best Actor and not the one that won. The that one, one that played not, Mozart, a- I think, should have won.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's.
1: So good in that movie. He's so good. I mean, they're both amazing in it, but I love, I forget his name, but I love the guy that played Mozart. I just thought it was like the perfect blend of like the most like jovial, silly performance, like a jester almost. But then Mm -hmm. it like becomes like really like sad and dour and he's like perfect in it. You can tell that they're both like theater actors when you're watching the movie Mm -hmm. though. And I feel like it's a lot of theater actors that won in the 80s. And I love
0: whenever in lead actor, like two people from the same movie get nominated. It so never rare. Happens, it's so rare. But when it does happen, it's my favorite shit.
1: Well, I mean, Love it. famously, Betty Davis was really mad that Anne Baxter wanted to go into leading actress for All About Eve and then they both split mm-hmm. the votes and then some other, oh, who else? Oh, it wasn't Gloria Swanson though, who really should have won, honestly, mm-hmm. um, for Sunset Boulevard. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. It's just fun. <laughs> yeah. It's really fun when that happens. I wish That's it happened fine. more. I know. Even though they split the votes, I, I, you know, that does suck, but.
0: Well, they've been doing it, I mean, like recently, like, uh, for uh, the Judas and the Black Messiah they put both of them in supporting actor and it's like they're about the leads of that movie
1: <laughs> yeah it's really pop political at the end of the day if they're not as big of an actor or whatever mm-hmm. like they'll put them in supporting it's kind of like Michelle Williams like everyone's been talking about like her going into lead for the Fablemans even though she's like clearly a supporting character it's gonna um, be
0: I don't think. I do think that Michelle Yeo is gonna get nominated for everything everywhere all at once, and I do think Michelle Williams is gonna win best actress, and I think there's gonna be a huge backlash. I agree. Um I think
1: that's, I think that's exactly. I think what's going it's to really funny that people every year they'll think that all these genre movies are gonna get nominated. There's only room for one, honey, and there's even a, a chance that she's not gonna make it in either. Yeah. But if like one genre performance has the ability to get to sneak in this year, it's Michelle Leo. Because it's a and legacy is, It's a legacy nomination. There's, a, there's all these other factors.
0: She's already campaigning. She's been going to all the film festivals and campaigning for it. And it's like, girl, like...
1: Yes. Get it, it bitch. Happen. I love it. So get it, get it. But she's not going to
0: win. She's not going to win. It's going to be Michelle Williams. And it's going to be... It's, there's going to be huge backlash. And people are going to fucking hate her. I saw the trailer for The Fable Men's And I was like, this looks like the exact kind of movie I don't want to watch. That's... Well, that's... I think that's what we can get into. Our why do straight people love this movie... Uh, I just put one thing because it's autobiographical works that yeah. aren't autobiographical, but like there are so fucking many. I know. Me Straight out. men are obsessed with themselves. Obsessed with like, <laughs> of like making a movie that's like, this isn't about me. It's just about a filmmaker who grew up watching films and, you know, in the backdrop. Of I am blah, blah, blah. so
1: sick and tired of movies about making movies. No more. No more. I am so sick and tired about watching movies about how. You know, you were bullied for being artistic, and then you still pursued your dreams and then succeeded. Like, boring. Boring. I mean, there's that new Inu Ritu movie, Bardot, that's
0: coming out that, like, just sounds fucking awful. It sounds—and it's, like, three hours long, and it just sounds
1: so fucking— it's like Girl, is, when is everyone going to realize that he's not good?
0: He's not good.
1: No. No, he ma'am. He two Best Director Oscars back-to-back. That's insane. It's unreal. Birdman is a bad movie. It's bad. The Revenant is also bad. You know what I like that no one else likes by him? Babel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Babel sucks. Mostly uh, because of Riku Kikuchi getting fingered at the dentist's office. She's major in that movie. Also she's so major in it. it. Adriana Barraza is also major in it. And I feel like they both should have just tied and won the Oscar for that. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Instead of who won that year? Cate Blanchett for I'm Not There? Yeah.
0: No, she. Uh, it was because uh, I remember I wanted her to win. And maybe, it was Tilda Swinton.
1: For uh, Michael oh, Clayton. Oh, damn! I do like that win a lot. Yeah, I remember that was a really good lineup. Like that was like a really iconic supporting.
0: Let's see lineup. who that
1: lineup was. Let's go. Let's see. I feel so, like we've already done this before on the I pod. Think so too. We've already that looked at w-
0: this year. Oh no! So it was so that was uh, the next year. So actually, it was Kate Blanchett for Notes on a Scandal. Incredible. Abigail Breslin for <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine. Okay, throw that out. Yeah. Adriana Barraza and Rinko Kokakuchi for Babel, both, and then the winner is one of our most undisputed. It's Jennifer Hudson, Girls.
1: See, but also see. Like... I here's <laughs> the thing, though. I am I am a big I am anti one scene winning an Oscar. Okay, I'm so for that, me, I love it. I love when that happens. See, I don't. I don't like. It. I think the whole body of work should be like taken into account, and I feel like Jennifer Hudson's performance in the movie is very mid slash fine except Mm -hmm. for the one scene that's amazing yeah um I feel the same way about and maybe I just hate musicals but it's the same thing with Anne Hathaway Hathaway, and Les Miserables I actually think she's actively Jennifer Hudson's fine Anne Hathaway's actively bad in Les Miserables until that scene
0: (laughs) and then she dies she dies she literally just like
1: lost a bunch of weight for nothing I mean I guess she won an Oscar so it wasn't for nothing but I mean she should have won (laughs) to me she did it all for nothing (laughs) If we would have given it to her for Rachel getting married. I know. there's then... a, there, I have like a whole girl. I have like a whole like crazy like Charlie from It's Always Sunny like thing <laughs> where I'm like if we had allowed this person to win for this and this person to win for this and that person would have won for that. Like it's Kate Winslet should have won for Eternal Sunshine. So here's the mm-hmm. deal. So if Kate Winslet won for Eternal Sunshine over Hilary Swank in Million Dollar Baby, then Kate Winslet wouldn't have had to win for The Reader in 2008, which means that Anne Hathaway could have won for Rachel getting married. There we go. But
0: then where does that actress, where does that Oscar go to? Because who'd be Anne Hathaway for Best Actress? Oh, damn it. What here, was we're that gonna... year?
1: Damn it. Okay, we're going down the rabbit hole here. Yeah, sorry. Anne okay, Hathaway.
0: so no, it is Kate Winslet for the reader. So yeah, you're right. Yeah,
1: yeah. So give it to Anne Hathaway instead, but who should win Anne Hathaway's Oscar for Les Miserables? Rob?
0: Because uh, I, I
1: feel like that was like a really boring year. It's definitely like the the Kathy Bates year where it's like it feels very set up to let Anne Hathaway win.
0: I mean, I probably <laughs> Probably, probably either Amy Adams from The Master or yeah, Amy Ooh. Adams from The Master. I, I mean, I love Jackie Weaver, but she like does nothing in Silver Linings Playbook. It's crazy she got nominated for it. Uh, I would probably say Amy Adams from The Master.
1: But the thing is, is like looking back, like looking at back at Amy Adams' whole ass career, The Master, just I mean, doesn't feel right. Of her
0: five nominations, June it would be weir- it would be weird if that was it.
1: June, she should have just won for Junebug. She should have won for Junebug. She, she really should, have should have just won, won for Junebug. She she's so Junebug. fucking good in that movie. That movie is literally like so whatever, but she's so brilliant in it. It's like the only mm-hmm. thing worth watching the movie for. Yeah. She should have in it. it. That'd be she cool sh- if she just came out the gate swinging, winning an Oscar for some indie performance, and then won but again then, later for Arrival. Which but then Rachel Vice wouldn't have See, an Oscar. Yeah. But Rachel should have just won
0: for the favorite, so. I know that she should have won for the favorite. Who won over the favorite, though? But then Virginia King wouldn't have an Oscar.
1: Damn it. That is good. <laughs> Fuck. I fucked it all up. Yeah, I gotta start back on the drawing board <laughs> with this one. Give <laughs> me <laughs> whatever. Give it to Amy Adams for the master. I like the idea of her having an Oscar for something that feels like a minute injury into her filmography. Yeah. It's like how Viola Davis's Oscar is for Fences. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Amy Adams could. Yeah, Amy Adams could win an Oscar for saying, "Are you going to come? Are you yeah. going to come? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that scene." so good. It's like how dare like it almost feels like Paul, like how dare you make Amy Adams do that. <laughs> but
0: autobiographical works. Yeah. I think it's pretty I think for a filmmaker I mean Stephen King didn't write this screenplay. We did write the book, so like or the short story. It's
1: autobiographical. It's autobiographical. Y'all love watching movies about artists you look up to writing movies about themselves. Yeah,
0: it's boring. It's The Talmans is going to be boring. Um what is what's the James Gray one that's, up, up Armageddon time, gonna be yeah. boring. No. No, this a Sam Mendes' one. It can be boring.
1: Oh, God, They're all coming is, out this year. When they're, they're all so in black and white. This. this is gonna be such a bad year for movies, girl.
0: It's gonna be so bad. It's it, not. It's in a great year
1: out. for genre movies. Not a great. I feel like the Oscar like movies coming out this year. I'm like not feeling it. Like it's gonna be bad. I thought that I was excited for Babylon, but after seeing the trailer six bajillion times because they're <laughs> always playing it when I go see a movie, I've actually realized that that movie actually looks actively bad. And um, <laughs> it's literally just the Wolf of Wall Street. Um meets, uh. Once upon a time in Hollywood. What's gonna be better, Babylon by Damien
0: Chazelle or Babylon by Lady Gaga? Babylon. <laughs> Part of your life, Babylon. Babylon. Um, Tar is gonna win everything. Just give it to Tar.
1: I mean, I'm excited. You know, I'm. I, I feel like we kind of. I think we talked about Todd Field in one of the episodes, mm-hmm. and it's like we. I feel like we kind of manifested him coming back.
0: Yeah. Uh Past and future guest Kyle Amato was at New York Film Festival this week and saw Tar and said it's the best movie he's seen this year. Run Yeah, went. I mean, it's Can't like I,
1: I miss his specific brand of really just dour melodrama. God, um I know. Little Children. Incredible. In the bedroom. In the bedroom, bitch. When Sissy Spacek breaks those plates, girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, mama. I could feel that reverberating.
0: Do you remember my Do you remember my Twitch show that I used to have? That was called "In the Bedroom with Dylan Garcia."
1: <laughs> Only you would like the forgotten Oscar bait movie from the early 2000s. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for that too. So, uh, and then that that one's not about himself, right? No, it's about a lady conductor getting canceled. Nice. Oh, I people are gonna hate that. That's gonna be great. No, I know. <laughs> people I'm are gonna so really that one. I can't. Fucking...
0: I'm so mad because Yorgos is supposed to have a movie this fall, but it's not coming out until next year now. Oh, and it's called like and no, it, it's called um, like Little Things or something. Like precious, this is a Precious Things of Tori Amos song, uh, but it's something like that, and it's about um, Emma Stone as a woman who's like in an abusive relationship, and she tries to kill herself, and she's like pregnant, but then her dad rescues her. And she she's still dead, but she puts the brain of the baby inside of Emma Stone's head.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. interesting. So yes. she's going to act like a baby.
0: I guess so. And I can't fucking wait. And Dude, then, and you know, is his next follow up.
1: I was so anti Emma Stone. I got to say, like, I've never really gotten the hype around her. But I just loved her in The Favorite. I thought she was so excellent in that movie. So good, and so yeah. anything that she does with Yorgos, I'm here for. I'm here for saying. her being his new muse. Yes. I think it's a great matchup. I would have never expected it when I saw Dogtooth 10 years ago, but here we mm-hmm. are. I um, love that. Is he still going to do My Year of Rest and Relaxation, the worst book I've read in a long time? God, I hope so. God, I fucking hope so. I can't, I, he has to make that movie.
0: I fucking hope so. After, it, after really. I really
1: disliked that novel. But I really <laughs> want to see a movie adaptation of it. Cause I really <laughs> want to know how they're going to do it. Cause it's literally a, a book about a girl who just drugs herself every single day. So she doesn't have to live her life.
0: Queen, queen shit. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. When is, let me, we will get to the gay section real quick, but first let me look up Yorgos Lanthimos, which I'm surprised is not auto populate on my computer. Um, Yorgos, So it looks like Okay so it's called Poor Things And that's coming out In 2023 And then And Is the only thing He's attached to right
1: now Yeah maybe he's still, He's not attached To that project anymore
0: He no, was right. gonna do Pop uh, Pop 1280 uh, But I think he Does not a part of that Anymore either But yeah He looks like Poor Things and And Are his next movies
1: Cute Well I'm excited
0: Yep can't wait um, Speaking of Yorgos Lanthimos. Is there anything gay about this movie? I feel like there's several gay things about this movie. And there is. It's definitely and that is, it,
1: this is definitely one of those movies that's like kind of more in the bisexual territory.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely in the spectrum of straight people movies. It's definitely it's it's reaching its hand for the door to leave the room of straight people movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think specifically, so Lauren Bacall's in this movie, which yes, oh. queen icon legend. I might drop the audio of her coffee commercial in here right now. Um, right here. Wasn't that great? Um, but I think specifically in the opening credits where it says, "and a special appearance by Lauren Bacall."
1: I know And she's just a whole ass character.
0: she yeah, she has like scenes. It's not I love like a cameo. She I has, like, love it. Four scenes in this movie.
1: Lauren <laughs> Bacall, iconic. out of all of the like old school Hollywood actresses, has had the coolest post classical Hollywood career. Yeah, she was in Dogville. By Lars von Trier. Major. She's a fucking queen. She's yeah, worked with she's... all sorts of weird directors. I love me some Lauren Bacall, baby. She's iconic. Like, huh, it really weirds me me how much she looks like Charlotte Rampling, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. They look so similar. Wait, does she not have an Oscar? No, I don't think she's ever been nominated. Or, no, how? maybe she's been nominated, but, like, oh. she's never won.
0: No. So she was nominated for The Mirror Has Two Faces, which came out... In 1996, Barbara Streisand didn't get that, uh, she didn't get that award, or whatever, that directing nomination, which everyone thought she was going to get in 96. And then, you know, who beat her in 1996 is Juliette Binoche, the English patient. Which we'll accept. We'll accept, because Juliet, mama. Well,
1: they should have just, they should have just nominated Lauren for something back uh, a million years ago. I mm-hmm. mean... Like, what the fuck were y'all thinking? What were y'all thinking? It's the Amy
0: Adams thing where it's like they thought they were like, oh, yeah, well, she's obviously going to be making great movies till the end of time.
1: I can't believe that her fourth movie ever was The Big Sleep. Like, what a fucking legend.
0: What an icon. And she was in a Douglas
1: Sirk movie. I mean, like, I think it's because she did kind of, like, go the like, other than, like, Murder on the Orient Express and a couple of other. She also stopped acting for a while, it looks like, too. So Mm -hmm. that probably didn't help. But a lot of these look more on, like, the, like. She kind of did more weirder stuff, so that's why yeah. we love her. Love um, her. She's an icon. She never like went down the like, you know the Audrey Hepburn route, you know, and was like, no, she didn't have to. Yeah, She's she didn't legend. have to. Yeah, we love Lauren. Yeah,
0: and then you put alive. these two in here. Yeah, no, she, she died.
1: But it was really recently, though, right?
0: She died in 2014. Yeah. What? Yeah, she was 89. Ugh. Ugh. She was born in the Bronx and died in Manhattan.
1: I don't know. I just really, that's how I, go. I really, really just love Lauren. And you know, I will never forget that Lars von Trier wrote a piece of dialogue where he made Chloe Sevigny and Lauren Bacall both say the word alabaster, um, <laughs> which is probably the gayest thing that's ever happened in a movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> go and watch she, Dogville. <laughs> Dogville.
0: That's the gay recommendation is fucking Dogville. It has nothing to do with this movie, but go fucking watch, <laughs> go it. watch fucking so, it. Go watch fucking Dogville. It also has a special
1: appearance by Lauren Bacall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, all right. What else is gay about this movie? Uh, we got the sheriff. So really? Um, what, you, you, I mean, I think his marriage with his wife gives like bickering gay couple. Oh
0: no! Actually, you know what it is? I actually cut this all out. Sorry, I just forgot. I, put, I meant to put sheriff's wife. Oh, okay. I just forgot. Okay. Okay, we go. Yeah, she ruled. The sheriff's wife, incredible. She's yeah. such a bitch. I love her so much. She's like, you know what? What does he say to her? He's like, when you're driving this car, you're a deputy.
1: I love it. I love that she's love just it. trying to get him to bust a nut while they're driving in snow-covered mountains. And she's mm-hmm. like, I'm working, ho. <laughs> what a slut. I love her. I love it. I love it. I love it. She's, like, actively kind of bad at her job. Amazing. Same, <laughs> but he loves sense. her anyway. Amazing. Yeah. I like, Incredible. What, what more could you want, you know, yes. in life? Major shit.
0: Queen shit.
1: Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm... not all cops are bastards when it's a <laughs> deputy what's-her-face. I think being a deputized, like a deputy or whatever,
0: does not fall under the ACAB moniker. Because, you know, that's just like a a fun special task you get to go on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You just like hang post-it notes up.
0: Exactly. Like, ooh, you're deputized? Ooh. 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 So the only deputies,
1: the only police people that we allow are Fargo, (laughs) Misery, Mm -hmm. and who's another cop that we love?
0: Um... I mean I love the cops and the m word um, I love the
1: cops and heat the cops and heat are great <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they're like a good example of like why cops are bastards, so it's it's a different kind of I mean whenever
0: uh David harbor was fat mm. on stranger things oh yeah he can Mama. A- he can a cab my a cab I don't know my pussy, my bussy he can stranger my things. <laughs> he could stick his thing in my stranger.
1: <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> Maybe choke on my vape.
0: <laughs> Is that a demigorgon in your pocket? Are you happy to see me? Okay. I've never watched it. I watched one episode of the show. I it. <laughs> it's not good. I, um, everything I know about Stranger Things, I know against my will. Yeah. Um, and it's really terrible.
1: Yeah, it's not good at all. Um... I wrote another gay thing about this movie. I think that Annie Wilkes wanting to play Liberace records (laughs) while he's uh, typing away at a romance romance novel that she's forcing him to to write about is pretty gay. It's so good. Like, everything else she does is pretty straight, but that was a very gay moment of her. The bird's eye view of Annie, of, like, a woman who lives by
0: herself reading romance novels to Liberace after being exonerated for killing babies,
1: that does sound gay. But Kathy just like bases it in such a I think the reason why Kathy Bates's performance in Misery is truly really great is that it really isn't camp. It's really, no. really, really grounded. And I know this sounds so like fucking pretentious, but her characterization feels very grounded in reality to me. No,
0: hundred like, percent. Like this seems like some like she would do this. Like, it feels, yeah, it
1: doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like Ma. It doesn't feel like Greta. It's not Mommy Dearest. It's, like, it's very, dearest. like, oh, yeah, no, she's a child killer. Like, this yeah. is how a child killer would act, for sure. But like, a, a
0: psychotic person would do, yeah. And yeah it's and great. It's, That's why it's so incredible.
1: Yeah, and her outbursts, it's the, it's the yin and yang of the performance that makes it really mm-hmm. work, right? She's so good in it. It's, like, truly incredible. Like, I truly do think it's one of the great best actress performances ever. Yeah. It's
0: uh, we didn't we don't deserve. It. And then she just went on to just be so fucking cool. She was, she's iconic in uh, Titanic. She's I love so good her in Titanic. Titanic. I didn't realize they remade Diabolique. They did. Why? He, apparently yeah, in '96, and she's in it.
1: Ooh, was is yeah. it just called Diabolique?
0: Yeah, they Sharon just said we'll just do it. Sharon
1: Stone? Ooh, I bet it's bad. Oh, I bet it's terrible. Let's see what that uh. Oh, it's Isabella, Johnny, and Sharon Stone. How do I not know what this movie is? I had no idea. Oh, I love it. the original from the 50s. Me too. It's so, so fucking good. good. Oh, it's Damn. supposed to be really bad. Oh, we have to watch this.
0: We have to watch this movie. Apparently it made $62 million, which is good for good for that. A movie, a movie called Diavali. J.J. Abrams played 62. video
1: photographer number two. That's what I want to hear, baby. Oh, look at that. Who's huh. Jeremiah Chechik, Who directed this? He also directed in... National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and Benny in June. If that says hell anything, hell yeah! It's crazy Spalding Gray is in this movie. <laughs> wow, uh, this is this is one of those movies that only exists in the '90s. Like, I wonder, like, if it's I
0: I wonder if it's one of those movies that is just like lost.
1: Yeah, I bet. Ball... Like, it's so hard to find.
0: The Balik, 1996, like. Okay, no, we can rent it. Okay, I was wondering. I thought it would be like, yeah, one of those movies that just does not, that just got wiped off the world. Um, but yes, Kathy Bates rules. She's only does
1: cool shit after that. And I love her for that. Yeah. She said, the only Oscar movie I've done is Titanic. Like, yeah. hell yeah.
0: Love it. Um, okay, now let's go to our gay recommendation where we recommend something a little gayer than what we just watched before. Oh, Diabolik a- is
1: on Prime Video, bitch.
0: Oh, bitch, I'm watching it. Hell yeah. Wait, the original or the
1: 90s? No, the 90s one is on Prime. Yo, all right. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs>
0: you, know, you know fucking uh, whatever his name. Who run? Jeff Bezos is going to get some notification. It's like, why did two people rent 1996 Diabolik?
1: And not the original.
0: And not the original. Because we've already um, seen the
1: original Jeff Bezos, we're not philistines, okay?
0: <laughs> um, so I am recommending this week not a film in particular, but a genre, a micro genre, and I Ooh. misspelled it. But
1: oh, I see what you're trying to say. Okay,
0: it Honestly, is the means. yeah, it is the genre of bitty horror.
1: Yes.
0: So bitty horror movies are. The, probably the most famous is Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Mm-hmm. But you have shit like Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte, which I fucking love. That's like the spiritual sequels, Betty Davis and Olivia de Havilland. Um, they consider on this Wikipedia page that's very short of uh, bitty horror movies, X to be a bitty horror. Yep. Or Psycho like Bitty. Um, Whatever Happened to Aunt Alice. Who slew, whoever slew Aunt Rue. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's the matter with Helen? They all have names like this. Apparently last night in Soho, I wouldn't really consider that Psycho Um but whatever, I guess. But it's the whole kind of micro movement of it is movies in which old women are the psychotic villains. <laughs> and Yes. You know it's another
1: great. you know another good one that I watched? Uh that has Joan Crawford? Straight jacket.
0: Yes. No, With, oh, uh, that's on here.
1: Yeah, yeah. William Castle, I think, directed it. That's another little Hell fun yeah. one. Where she's yeah. like crazy and Gets out of jail and starts living with her daughter, and she starts acting cool again.
0: Yes, Uh, Dead Ringer, which has one of the coolest posters of all time. Um, Yeah, it's just it's a selection of uh, horror movies about middle aged to older women losing their mind. Damn it, we love it. We love it.
1: Oh, Notes on a Scandal is considered one.
0: Oh, bitch. Notes on a Scandal. So that's not really horror. It's more of a bitty bedroom drama, but. (laughs) A bitty chamber play. (laughs) Yeah. A bitty kitchen sink play. Uh, But yeah, uh, Notes on a Scandal. If you haven't seen Notes on a Scandal, bitch, go fucking run.
1: I need to rewatch that movie. It's so good. It's been so long. (laughs) <laughs> I, tried I just to can't the believe judy ditch so did that times. like what a legend <laughs>
0: and got nominated for an oscar for it. they both got nominated for oscars for that movie which is fucking crazy and you know temple's there so what more do you want yeah what more do you fucking want no that's the actual recommendation is notes on a fucking scandal bitch <laughs> yeah watch
1: notes on a scandal
0: <laughs> i have it on dvd because i don't think it's been released on blu-ray um <laughs> it's incredible that's
1: sounds great. Right. That yes.
0: right. cute is there anything left to say on misery or stephen king
1: Misery. Misery. Um, Tell me why does my no, heart... I, I do, like, you know... um. Me. I, I I think I already quoted it, but I do got to say, like, when she gets really upset and she, like, doesn't curse, um, I think it's really yeah. iconic behavior. Um, yeah. When she says, he didn't jump out of the cock a car! <laughs> I just think that, like, that, ha- that had to be her Oscar scene, right? Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> Ooh... There is an account that plays like oh, the on Twitter clips. Yeah, it's oh, my oh, oh, favorite it,
1: account. Mitch. Oh yeah, it's so good. Nothing Ugh. beats fucking Olivia Coleman's for the Lost Daughter though.
0: Which one was hers?
1: It was the one where she's like telling the story about like leaving her children to Dakota oh, Johnson. Oh yeah, she and she crying. goes, she goes, well, how did it feel? And she just goes, amazing. <laughs> and she's just like a tears just start pouring out of her face. Oh, it's so good. It's so, it's so good. <laughs>
0: For like The Lost Daughter is a movie that is like a solid B until that scene and then it's like an A plus 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 and then it goes back to being a B again.
1: That movie was kinda like a reverse bitty horror film.
0: Yeah. You know who should have been nominated for an Oscar awesome that movie is Dakota Johnson.
1: No. She's not a yes. good actor. I don't know what you and Azuz are smoking. I don't, like, don't get it at
0: all. I think she's so good in Suspiria. I think she's incredible in the Bigger Splash.
1: I guess I need to watch that one. Because I don't... Yeah, A Bigger she's, Splash is so... I, feel like I think that'll act, unlock her for I truly really think any actress could have played that role in Suspiria. I feel like she was just a placeholder to me. No I one was really so acting in Suspiria except for Tilda Swinton.
0: <laughs> I think Mia Goth is serving.
1: Mia Goth! Being herself, she's a fucking
0: little weirdo. <laughs> she just showed up on set one day. She's
1: like, Hello, I'm god. She talks like, Yeah, this. watch a
0: bigger splash. A bigger splash, I think, will unlock both. Did you hear that there's gonna be a director's cut of a bigger splash that's like four hours like, long? Yeah, it's like a, a bigger splashier, whatever. An mess. Even it's bigger like, splash, an even bigger splash. What it's called, Luca yes, is I a gay man wait. for sure.
1: For calling yes, it that, I
0: fucking love Luca. <laughs> yes, like it's like a bigger sp- a movie. What's that?
1: Are we excited for this oh, new
0: movie? I think so. I think going to be fun. I heard it's, I heard mixed things about it, but I'm excited for it. I think it'll be fun. Just making the fucking. Suspiria. Sorry, what were you That's... saying? Uh, I know. I was just gonna say Suspiria and A Bigger Splash. Like, are neck and neck for like my favorite Luca movies.
1: Okay, and I've yeah. only seen Suspiria and Call Me by Your Name. Which the more yeah. I think about Call Me by Your Name over the years, the more I realize I don't think I liked it that much.
0: I think <laughs> I think there's a tide turning against that movie. i feel it on the ground.
1: Yeah, it's happening. It's been happening. I feel yeah. like people are all like, "Actually, this isn't that good." Um, yeah. It's just. It's just a European art house film from the seventies remade with gay men.
0: Uh-huh. It's a, it's a Merchant Ivory movie, like it's like dead ass a Merchant Ivory. It's movie.
1: literally a Merchant Ivory movie or so Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. With uh, I think it's one of those.
0: things. It might be one of those movies where it's like the ending is so powerful that like you kind of forget that like the rest of the movie is like. Although I did start. Uh, sobbing in a the theater when Feudal Devices started playing
1: oh yeah too much as soon as long, but not because time. of the movie but because of the song
0: because of the song and I was like oh no not in this song why this one
1: like my brother although that sounds <laughs> dumb and you were like <laughs> 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 it's true though
0: <laughs> god I fucking love you
1: come out oh god I would fucking worship his cock for days god me too <laughs> oh
0: god so, just wear more hats
1: Oh my god, he's so hot. He's so hot. He's so he's hot so when he wears a hat. <laughs> <laughs> he's just so, so hot. hot. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, girl, let's let's finish this shit. Let's up. get
0: let's wrap this shit up. Speaking of being hot, uh, my name is Dylan Garcia. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia on Instagram at Garceed and Letterboxd at Garceed.
1: And I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Instagram at Kirk underscore Van Sickle. You can also find me on Letterbox and Twitter at K-R-K-V-N-S E-K-L-E. And we have a social media account, str 8 movies on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll be back with another Stephen King movie next week. Yeah. That's right. We're talking Shawshank. No, not really.
1: Not yet. I actually forget what we're doing, so you're going to have to tell me when we stop recording.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you off
1: mic. Cute. All
0: right. Bye. Bye, everyone. Oh, I almost hung up the call. Oh, no. So now, came Talk. 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 <laughs>